This week on the show, we've got reselling news from eBay, Etsy, Mercari, and more, and some pretty killer book sales. What is up, Galaxians? Welcome to another episode of the Galaxy CD's Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Uh, I, my name is Ryan, and I, as always, will be your host. For those of you who may not know who I am, I am a full-time reseller, part-time YouTuber, and podcaster working out of my home here in the greater Cincinnati area, and this channel is all about the flip life. We've got uh, quite a bit of reselling news going on today, and then some pretty interesting uh, sales that occurred at the Galaxy this week. Things seem to be picking up. I hope that is the case for you. I'm still hearing from a lot of other sellers that seem to think things are still a little rough out there. It seems like it's coming in waves. Different sellers are having slowdowns at different times. So, Hopefully, this finds you all doing well and getting ready for a big fourth quarter. But with that all said, let's get into this reselling news. News updates. We're going to start over at eBay. This was, it appears to be by invitation only, and I don't know how broadly this invitation went out, but they announced that now you can use your earnings to shop on eBay. This is something some of the other sites have done for a long time. I know Mercari almost every week sends me a reminder, you have a balance of whatever it happens to be, go shopping. Uh, but eBay has not really been set up like that with their managed payments, and they are now changing that. No more waiting for a payout. You can enroll if you were invited. You probably got a message from eBay. They may be rolling out additional ones of these as we go down the road, but here's how it works. Sell today, shop today. When you sell, your earnings become spendable funds as soon as the buyer pays. Spend them, save them securely for later, or use them for selling expenses like labels and fees. You can use your funds at checkout when you're ready to make a purchase. Select your spendable funds as a payment method. After you enroll, you'll be able to withdraw all or part of your available funds to your bank on demand, which is something you can already do. If you prefer to schedule your payouts instead, you can choose from weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly. That is also, I'm pretty sure, an option that has been available for some time. This is an exclusive invitation-only opportunity. So I got it. I'm not actually going to enroll in it. Anything that I buy through eBay, I charge to a... Uh, fidelity credit card because I get massive amounts of points, which I use to invest <laughs> uh, in the market. So this doesn't, it's not going to work for me, but it is an interesting program and might be helpful uh, for people who do buy like supplies and whatnot and are not using some kind of rewards credit card for that. So uh, be on the lookout for that. You may get it. You may not. Like I said, they didn't really state any particular criteria on how they chose who got the invitations. We had talked several weeks ago that eBay was going to be rolling out free FedEx shipping labels for sneaker sellers in the Authenticity Guarantee Program. That has now gone live. In September, we announced that starting in October, we'll provide you with a free label upon sale to ship your Authenticity Guarantee eligible sneakers to our authentic Authentication Center. This change applies to new and revised listings where eBay shipping is the default domestic shipping service throughout November. We will continue to roll out the new feature, enabling more sellers to receive the free shipping label. Thank you for your patience. eBay is kind of notorious for kind of talking about a program or rolling it out and saying we're going to do this, that, or the third, and then it takes 
a million years. <laughs> uh, it seems like to actually get rolled out and, and get to sellers. But nonetheless, this is starting to roll out. And if you are a sneakerhead, it should be available for you fairly soon. They also published their 2022 holiday outlook. This is a fairly lengthy uh, little article, so I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But they talk about some of the key categories that they want to focus on. This may not be something that your business focuses on. So uh, they say, so we're making sure shoppers recognize the unique inventory you bring to the table, allowing them to find that perfect president that present that no other marketplace has from autographed albums and original concert tour t-shirts to vintage Chanel bags and classic pearl necklaces, even Steph Curry trading cards and Funko Pop Boba Fett figurines. You've created the world's most eclectic source of cool, unique, limited edition, and authentic gifts. Sure to make anyone on your list, even yourself, smile. They talk about things like collectibles from pop culture to games and sports eBay says they have the gift in all of 2021. Sellers sold 63 million trading cards on the marketplace. Three cards were listed every second in the first quarter of 2022. While our trading card stats continue to break records, they are a fraction of the immense collectibles inventory, obviously, that sellers bring to the table. Here's a look at some of the top selling categories. Of course, toys and games are always big and they list a bunch of them. One that really surprised me, they mentioned Beanie Babies. I was not aware that Beanie Babies were a thing again. I still have some that I've had listed for man, a couple of dollars a piece for years and years and years. And once, maybe once or twice a month, I sell one, but I'm not seeing any big demand. But they mentioned Beanie Babies, Barbie, Funko Pop, Legos, Squish Mellows, which apparently have been in demand. So kind of the typical trying to find the hot toy for the holiday season, they again mentioned trading cards and then the entertainment buffs sales of tiny TV classics, they say, have shot up 130% since January. And then uh, Christmas albums. I've already had people reach out asking if I have vinyl uh, Christmas music, and I only had a couple in my assortment, and I think I'm down to one maybe. So if you've got Christmas music of any kind, this is definitely the time to get it listed because the next three or four weeks are going to be the prime times to sell it. They talk about fashion. Uh, gifting fashion never goes out of style. Talk about watches and again, list some particular brands, handbags as well. Uh, they also say they're excited about gains they're making in the jewelry category uh, and recently having added that to the authenticity guarantee offering. So, and again, sneakers. So you you sense a trend here with eBay, and we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, their vertical marketing strategy and their push for items that fall into their authenticity guarantee program. Those are the things that they're really focused on, and this newsletter is no exception. They really talk about that a lot. I don't know that these are necessarily uh, high on people's gift lists. They may be for some folks, but they talk about how big their eBay motors, parts, and accessories category is for them. It is a massive, massive business for eBay. And they highlight it again in this article, along with uh, electronics and refurbished electronics. So there has been a lot of controversy about how they're handling now refurb electronics. If you sell in that category, uh, please feel free to comment if you're watching on YouTube, uh, how you're handling all their new restrictions on selling refurbed merchandise. So Anyway, a pretty interesting article, and as always, I will link to this and all the other ones in the show notes and the video description down below in case you didn't see this in your feed. 
over on eBay. Reuters uh, talks about uh, eBay reported their results for third quarter, and eBay's focus on luxury to refurbished goods drives results beat. Now, this is an, uh, one of those interesting things. They were actually down 5%, but that result was better than analysts' projection. So the stock actually went up a little bit. This is one of those things that you can be bad, but not as bad as people think you're going to be, and that's considered to be good news. Uh, We'll talk about Etsy here in a minute, and they kind of had the same kind of result. eBay's quarterly results beat Wall Street targets on Wednesday as inflationary shoppers snapped up refurbished goods and the e-commerce platform reaped the benefits of expanding its luxury offerings. Their shares traded up nearly 8%. Uh, The CEO said, as consumers in our major markets face persistent inflation, higher interest rates, and rising home energy costs, they are increasingly turning to eBay for better value. I don't know. You can tell me what you think (laughs) Uh, about whether that is actually the case or not, but he seems pretty confident, at least in those categories, that they are capturing the lion's share of the business. Uh, some of the analysts note that eBay still has risk from their enthusiast buyer base, reducing spending in their top categories. Again, they're relying on fewer buyers spending more money. And if those buyers get a little more tight with their money, this could have a massive effect on eBay because the historically eBay has gone for kind of the low hanging fruit and just tons of sales of kind of low dollar volume stuff. And this change in their strategy does expose them to some risk at the top end. The company's stock, this article notes, has dropped 40% this year. Uh, Their holiday forecast from between 2.42 to 2.5 billion came in slightly below the analysts' expectations of 2.49 billion, but what's another point something billion? It's a lot of money. Uh, and they're apparently doing pretty well. Third quarter revenue, as I mentioned, did fall 5% to just $2.4 billion. Again, uh, first world problems. Uh, but it was $0.07 cents higher than estimates on a per share basis. So eBay is, is continuing to push their strategy. And at least relative to the stock price, it seems to be working. We'll see if that continues through the holiday season. Etsy did the same thing. They topped the Q3 earnings and revenue estimates. Etsy came out with quarterly earnings of $0.58 per share, which beat the Zach's consensus estimate of $0.37 per share. So that's a pretty big beat. Uh, It compares, however, to $0.62 per share a year ago. So again, they were down compared to the previous year, but up against the analyst expectations. They looked pretty good. Over the last four quarters, the company has surpassed those estimates all four times. So things appear to be working over at Etsy as well, at least in in terms of what investors are looking for. Etsy has launched a new feature, which is pretty cool. I haven't tried it yet. I haven't looked at it, but e-commerce bites is reporting that Etsy has launched search by image uh, launched apparently on Wednesday that allows shoppers to search its marketplace using images rather than words. Previously, the fastest way to find what you're looking for on Etsy has been to search keywords. Now you can simply snap or upload a photo of something you love to find similar items in seconds. The feature is currently available only for shoppers on iOS, so Apple devices, not Android or PC. So I'm sure that will be rolling out to everyone eventually. 
Etsy is making a, we've talked about it several times on this show, they're making a big push to convert people, both buyers and sellers, to use their various mobile device apps. So hopefully they'll roll this particular feature out to Amazon or Amazon to Android. It would be cool if they rolled it out to Amazon, I guess, <laughs> uh, to Android in the very near future. Etsy said the new feature, which was built by the, from the ground up by their own engineers, will make it easier for its 5.3 million sellers to get discovered and connect with Etsy's nearly 90 million buyers around the world. They said this was developed as part of Code Mosaic, which is an annual Etsy hackathon that gives engineers opportunities to flex new skills while building creative solutions to benefit the marketplace. So really cool feature. If, you, if you're if you on Etsy and on iOS, let me know if you've tried it. How does it work? What does it look like? Is it effective? And all that kind of good stuff. Again, you can reach out to me by email if you're listening to the pod, galaxycds at gmail.com, or you can DM me on Instagram at galaxycdsrocks, or uh, if you're watching on YouTube, of course, you can just leave a comment. Uh, Another big article that I'm not going to go into great detail on, this was posted over on the uh, Etsy boards, how we're improving Etsy to help bring you more buyers. Their chief product officer published this article. His name is Nick Daniel. He's been at Etsy since 2014. And he talks in this article about some things that they're doing. And this is stuff that they've talked about they're going to try to do after they increased everybody's fees. These were some of the things that they said they were going to do for sellers to make Etsy a better marketplace. They have made improvements and features designed to help bring more shoppers to Etsy and to help them discover your amazing products like the thing we just talked about with the photo search. And they've made changes to help shoppers feel more confident making a purchase on Etsy. We've talked about the new kind of buyer protection program where anything over $250 or I think anything under rather $250 has some level of protection from Etsy. They share some tips on things you can do to help bring buyers back to your show, uh, to your shop on Etsy. You can run a sale. These places are always about you running some kind of sale, running some kind of promotion. You can send a coupon, which I've talked about. I do their automated coupons for abandoned cart or recently favorited to not much effect. I've sold a couple of things through that, but not very many. Uh, of course, adding new items and restocking items, those things of course, trigger the algorithm and rocket you supposedly to the top of the search as well. So if we're continuing to do the things that we should be doing as sellers, they're saying they're going to back us up on their platform uh, by notifying potential buyers when those things take place. I know I follow a couple of sellers on Etsy and when they post new items, I see a notification on my dashboard. So It's kind of cool. Again, they're encouraging shoppers to download the Etsy app. Their internal research, they say, shows that shoppers who use the Etsy app tend to visit Etsy and make purchases more frequently. That's why they've been focused on making the app a more seamless shopping and browsing experience. In 2021 alone, they saw a 45% increase in app downloads, which drove, they say, 5.7 million new shoppers to download the app. So that's obviously very good news for Etsy and should be for the sellers there as well. They want to bring shoppers back with compelling emails. You can set up your own targeted offers. Uh, They're going to run ads. They've talked about creating videos in the seller app. So there is a ton of stuff going on. Again, I will link to this. If you're an Etsy seller, this is 
It says it's a nine-minute read. It's probably worth nine minutes of your day to go check this out. They are also going to do some Etsy-funded discounts. They've done one previously. Apparently, they're going to do another one in addition to some sweepstakes. So they're give them credit. They're they're out there hustling. They're trying. They're running a big, big marketing campaign on television that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. So Etsy is really making some effort to get things done. They also posted to their seller handbook, uh, if you're worried about possible holiday shipping delays, they have a plan for that. They are updating estimated delivery dates. They use an algorithm, they say, to analyze and track millions of Etsy orders to identify possible slowdowns. We've also built close relationships with a number of the major shipping carriers, and they help keep us in the loop through frequent updates. Using the data we have, we can adjust estimated delivery dates to account for major delays. This gives Etsy shoppers a more accurate estimate of when their orders will arrive. They say the things that you can do are to make sure, and I've gotten probably five (laughs) notifications from Etsy about doing this, about updating your shipping and handling time profiles. So if you think you're going to be super busy and not be able to do whatever your current profile is, mine is one business day handling. If you think you're not going to be able to maintain that, this is the time to update it so that potential buyers are fully aware of what your accurate handling times are. They say they will communicate delays to shoppers. They plan to let them know uh, through banners across Etsy if there are major delays and in order confirmation emails. They're also planning this year to do something that I thought was really interesting. They're going to provide a digital card to buyers that they can send to gift recipients if it looks like their order on Etsy is going to be delayed. They note, while it's not the same as receiving an amazing gift, we hope it helps if some unavoidable delays arise. This is something apparently that you can also trigger yourself. So if you want to send this digital card about the item that someone purchased, you should be able to do that. It is available in multiple languages. And again, there are links to all of that in this article. So if you're a seller on Etsy, they've got a ton of stuff going on to try to make it a terrific holiday selling season. Moving on, uh, Grailed is launching a new campaign commemorating their expansion into women's wear. You may recall that several years ago, Grailed attempted to get into women's wear by launching Heroin, which was a completely separate um, site that focused on women's wear. They found ultimately that 80% of the people who were on that site were already on Grailed. And they, uh, I think about a year ago, they rolled up heroin and closed it down. They have now rolled women's wear into their assortment over at Grail. There are several articles on this. Uh, This one is on Yahoo Entertainment. There is a, I think it's in Vogue. There's a big, big write-up on this whole program. But also, if you were not aware, uh, Grail has been acquired by a, a group called the Goat Group has purchased them. So again, bigger firms swallowing up all of these smaller firms to try to balance their businesses. Uh, But apparently they all feel this was a good move. The CEO noted this expansion furthers what has always been at the core of the resale marketplace provider's mission. Grailed has always been about making fashion personal and accessible, no matter your style or identity. They said of the expansion into women's wear, now we're bringing this mission to more people, putting the future of fashion in the hands of an even bigger community. So if you sell on Grailed, or more probably more appropriately, if you sell on Poshmark and you sell women's clothing, now there is an opportunity to add another 
platform to your portfolio and to sell those items over on Grailed. Last thing in the news this week, Mercari has made an announcement. Uh, They're going to try to make secondhand shopping even more accessible this holiday season. Uh, As inflation remains top of mind for consumers this year, Mercari is offering holiday shoppers a more affordable, sustainable, and thoughtful approach to gifting with more deals and deeper discounts than ever before. They note from their recent shopper data that recipients are embracing secondhand gifts as well. In fact, the research it revealed that 60% of consumers have previously gifted a pre-owned item, and of those gifters, 90% felt that the recipient loved or liked it. They are going to run another listing promotion. They just had one, I want to say about two months ago. They're going to do another one uh, because they note that Americans are sitting on an estimated $580 billion worth of products they are no longer using, which is the equivalent of a little over $4,500 per household. Uh, If you list two to four items over on Mercari, you will get a $5 off a $50 purchase coupon. If you do five to nine listings, you'll get a $10 off coupon. And if you do 10 or more, you'll score big with a $20 off $50 coupon. This listing offer runs from November 6th through November 13th. So it's this, by the time you're listening to this, it is the week we are probably currently in. Typically, those coupons are then good for two to three weeks. I don't think they've announced an expiration date on this just yet, but um, that's a that's a good program if you're already listing over there anyway, like I do. It's just an opportunity to maybe pick up something at a pretty good discount. Also, to encourage new shoppers to choose secondhand gifts, Mercari is announcing its biggest offer to date. Beginning Black Friday, new Mercari registrants will receive 10% off their first purchase of $10 or more site-wide. November 25th through the 27th. These new shoppers will also qualify for 30% off of a second purchase of $30 or more made within seven days. So really trying to attract new buyers to the site, which is all good for all of us sellers. The more buyers over there, the better. Mercari continues for me to be a pretty small drop in the bucket. It's less than 10% of my sales. If that number could bump up because more buyers were over there, I would be thrilled. Mercari is also kicking off their annual 12 days of gifting, a treasure hunt full of surprise offers and mystery deals to unlock additional savings. So all kinds of stuff going on as well over at Mercari. If you're not listing there, this might be a good time to start throwing some stuff up over on Mercari. That, my friends, is the news. So let's talk about some interesting stuff that I've sold over the last week. So as I mentioned earlier in the episode, business has really picked up for me. The last three or four days, I'm doing, man, almost like weekends worth of business every day. So it has been super, super strong. And there has been an interesting mix of Kind of some higher dollar stuff also beginning to move out of here. This first item, if you're watching on YouTube, is not a high dollar item, but relative to what I had in it, which was nothing, <laughs> uh, it was just a really cool piece. So I've talked about this giant lot of books for the last six or seven months. I'm going to talk about it further today, but this is an item that was in a book that was in that lot. It is a bookmark from 1941, the Bulldog Breed. It was a British Army uh two-sided photographic bookmark from 
1941. Really interesting piece. It was in pretty good shape. I actually sold this uh, on eBay to a buyer in England, which was kind of cool. Again, this was free to me. It was just stuck in a book. Uh, it went for $14.99 plus customer paid shipping. Um, I don't, I don't even remember what they paid international shipping. It was pretty dear. This, this purchase ended up being like 40 plus dollars for the, for the customer for a bookmark. So don't, don't snooze on the bookmark. Some of those can be pretty interesting. Uh, Salon Macari, one of the first books I listed from the big lot, Creative Computer Graphics by Annabelle Jankel and Rocky Morton. This came out in 1984. So you can imagine, <laughs> Uh, that these creative computer graphics look pretty dated by today's standards, but they are a, a really interesting look, a kind of nostalgic look at the early days of computer-generated graphics. This was a, a 12 by 12, kind of almost the size of a record album book. I actually shipped it out in an LP mailer. It was a perfect fit for that. Again, it's a book that I owned for less than a nickel. It sold for $20 with free shipping over on Mercari. Uh, a Bible. I Again, I talk about it pretty regularly on this show. I do, generally speaking, pretty well with religious books and artifacts. This was a Jimmy Swaggart edition from the 1970s, the Camp Meeting Edition Red Letter Bible. This was a massive, massive book. It just fit in a 14 by 10 by 4 box, so it's a it is a big mama. <laughs> uh, I had it listed for $27.99 or best offer. I received an offer of $24. I bought this at an estate sale a couple of years ago for a buck. So that was a deal I was fully prepared to take. This was an interesting, uh, individually, these amounted to nothing. Uh, but I, a, a part of that big lot, again, as I'm going through it, I found a bunch of kind of flyers and brochures from the Lincoln Museum, the Lincoln House, the Lincoln Trail. And I had a buyer that reached out to me and said they wanted to buy multiples of these and would I work out a deal for them. As it turned out, they bought three of these kind of flyers and brochures um, and a book about Lincoln as well. I've got in all of this, what is there? One, two, three, four, five, six, six pieces there. I've got about 23 cents in all this and it sold for $25 and 29 cents plus customer paid shipping. So not a bad flip. Um, again, I take the time to look all that stuff up. I don't know if a lot of sellers going through a big lot and finding just random brochures would look at that stuff. Let me know in the comments if that's something that you take the time to look up. These are were essentially four and five dollar items individually, but combined into a, a little better than $25 sale. Another book from that lot from 1946, This Murderous Shaft. It was a novel by Helen Joan Holtman. Uh, it was on Phoenix Press. It was uh, autographed by the author on the front end page. So again, I have no way really to verify whether these are legitimate signatures or not. I can only go by the information that's in the book. But uh, appeared to be legitimate. The book itself, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it's a little faded, a little little stained on the cover. Dust jacket was missing on this item. It's still, I had it listed for $32.99 plus shipping. That was kind of at the low end of the market for these books. I got an offer for $27. Again, it's a book I own for less than a nickel. So I shipped that bad boy out. Uh, this was an interesting, I've had these for a long, long time. Uh, these were published in the, I think, late 1800s, Seven Great Monarchies by 
uh, George Rawlinson. There were three volumes in this set. I had done an estate buyout. I picked these up for about 50 cents a piece, but there were only volumes one and volume three. I I had them listed for, I think, about $30 a piece, which is kind of where the market is for them. But these were not in great shape. I've had them for a long time. I had a buyer that messaged me and said, hey, would I work him a deal if he bought both of them? I had them on sale already at like $18.99 a piece. I offered him to buy them, the two of them, for $30 plus combined shipping and got them out of here. So essentially that's a dollar that turned into $30 in this particular case. So be on the lookout for those. If you've got a full set and they're in really good shape, they're probably worth anywhere from $30 to $50 a piece or $100 maybe, give or take, for a whole set. So seven great monarchies. Here's one over on Etsy. This was a paperback that was literally like four inches by three inches. It was very, very small. Uh, Throw a kiss, Harry take a nap, and Harry be good. This was three kind of children's novels in one very small paperback. It was a first printing paperback written by Mary Chalmers. I want to say it was from the 1940s. Uh, It doesn't have the date here on on the Etsy listing. Again, it's from that big lot, so it's a sub five cent item that sold for $72.99 plus media mail shipping. The thing weighed less than two ounces. That's how small it was, <laughs> uh, to give you some idea. But a really cool sale. There were virtually none of these out there. This one was in comparatively pretty good condition, and it sold on Etsy for what I would consider to be a frighteningly high amount of money for a paperback book, but nice. Nice flip. Uh, another book from that lot, uh, The Story of the Americas by Leland DeWitt Baldwin. This was a first edition hardcover from Simon & Schuster from 1943. Again, an item fairly scarce. Not a lot of them out there. I kind of expected that I might sit on this thing for quite some time at the price I was asking for it, but I didn't even get an offer. Somebody just bought it outright. Again, a sub five cent book that sold for $99.99 plus customer paid media mail shipping. So kind of be on the lookout for that. Again, if you're out and about and looking at books, uh, Leland DeWitt Baldwin, the first edition, The Story of the Americas. And I'm going to call this one the flip of the week, even though it's the same price as the last one. This is another one from that same lot. So again, another sub five cent book. This is The Call of Duty, the USS Bremerton, uh, CA-130. This was the cruise book for that ship from 1952, Korean War era. Essentially like a tour book that had photographs of the ship and the crew and kind of the story of that thing. I've got several of these from different tours and different ships and generally do pretty well with them. This one also went for $99.99, plus, again, customer-paid shipping. I think I did upgrade the shipping on those last two uh, just to make sure that they get there and they get there in good shape. I use Pirate Ship for all that. They offer insurance, which is like $0.80 per $100, so that's a really good deal. It's way cheaper than insurance I've found elsewhere. Thankfully, I've never had to make a claim because I don't know what that claim process might look like. (laughs) Uh, But I spend the 80 cents to get uh, the insurance on these $100 items. So again, these military annuals, not so much. I've found like the 
the basic training booklets, the yearbooks from those, those don't seem to do as well for me, but these actual tour books, particularly for the Navy, uh, and I've had a couple from the Air Force that have brought really terrific money. Again, this is a sub five cent cost of goods sold that sold for $99.99 plus shipping. So all in all, a pretty fantastic week here at the Galaxy. Let me know again in comments what kind of week are you having. I've had a couple of people that reached out to me um, on Instagram by DM that said things were picking up a little bit for them. So hopefully everybody's starting to turn the corner. If you got anything useful or interesting out of this show today, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, do me a favor and smack that thumbs up button. If you're not currently following the podcast or subscribe to the channel, what's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, maybe it's just your first time here. So this is a perfect opportunity to click that subscribe button button or click the follow button on your podcast platform of choice. That is going to put a bow on this week's episode. Uh, we'll see what next week looks like. I'm looking forward to a uh, another good one, hopefully, as we get closer and closer to Thanksgiving. I hope all of you are doing well. And now it's time to sell. Thanks, guys. You have been listening to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you again next time.